Welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. And Brian, we talk about this every week. You try to figure out the NFL and you can't figure out the NFL. And let's start with your Cowboys. How about them oh. Cowboys? Oh, brutal. I don't want to play the game, so I'll just say to you, I'm sorry. It's a Monday morning we're taping this. You've had some time to digest. I didn't want to bother you last night with this podcast because I figured you'd be throwing things around the house, upset. Tell me how we're feeling. Uh, just, I guess, misery loves company because uh, just not even mentioning the cow, just, just a wacky day in the National Football League. Crazy. Up was down. but Black was white. Under was over. Uh, okay, dogs and, cat, dogs and cats living together. Um, so, yeah, we'll start there because that was a huge uh, upset. Obviously, the Cowboys were a 10-point favorite at home. with actually 10 and a half by the time the kickoff happened. And that was a game that was, I'm telling you, Eric, I tweeted this. I'm, you know me, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I'm one of those late 70s, little snot lows, snot lows, late 70s little kids like Roger Staubach, one of those fair weather bandwagon fans. Yep. But I've been that way. My, I've stayed with them my whole life. I've watched, that might've been the weirdest Cowboy game I've seen in like 40 years. So many weird things. Dak Prescott, oh, who was first game playing in three weeks because he, he was hurt last week. They were coming off a bye the early week. Played and I again I've watched every Dak Prescott game. I've probably seen 90 to 95 percent of every snap he's taken. Yeah, worst the worst game of his career. He was awful, awful. Uh, and his receivers were awful, dropping passes, you know, just couldn't nobody could get open. The offensive line, the tackles were bad. Uh, Tyron Smith, every he was out again. And when Tyron Smith is out and he gets hurt a lot, they have issues and they have on the football. And they got away from the run game really early in this game, and I'm not sure why. I mean, we all, especially us, and El Kellen Moore is one of those golden child uh, offensive coordinators that you hear about, uh, not his best day. Yeah. I mean, outside of, uh, well, Micah Parsons, who still is just ripping people apart, he he played great. Other than that, the whole team stunk. It was a weird game. It was a bizarre. A lot of people have been talking about this weird, I mean, this rule makes no sense. It's like the tuck rule of punts, where you can block a punch, but if you touch it after it goes beyond the line of scrimmage and the, the, the team that got the block, the punt blocked recovers it, even if they're far short of the first down, they still get to keep possession. Now, that's confusing what I just said. Imagine what it was like trying to, when you're watching this in real time and nobody knows what the hell is going on. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, a- but uh, I will wrap it up as one of those like it's one of those games. Everyone sucked. It was just one of those days where nothing I mean, nothing worked right. I'm surprised. I bet it happens. For all I, know, for all I know, the showers didn't work after the game. It was that type of game. They just got to move on. They're still six and two. Even um, more stunning, I would say, would be the Jaguars beating the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I think that's the, the biggest stunner of the day. And I was reading a little while ago as I prep, prepped for this podcast that you prepped that it, I did prep that that was one of the biggest upsets. Uh, regular season game up since since 1990. The Jags were 15 and a half point home dog since we can you know, uh, yep. we want to talk about the spread there. And I didn't see a lot of this game, but it's the, the, the what, what's bizarre about this game is not only did the the awful one win Jaguars beat a Bills team that a lot of us, myself included, thought were like emerging as the Super Bowl favorites from the AFC. But it was the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen game, and Josh Allen killed Josh Allen. Yes, he did. Eight tackles, a sack. Yep. So we're talking. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the linebacker from the the pass right, the Jaguars pass rusher named Josh Allen against the Bills quarterback, also named Josh Allen. So that was fun. Confusing. 
confusing. But Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. Josh Allen intercepted Josh Allen. And Josh Allen uh, triggered a fumble by Josh Allen that was recovered by Josh Allen. So it's, like a, it's like an Abin Costello routine we're doing. Here. I think when we just talked about the first two games, and especially the Bills-Jaguars game, you're getting an idea that yesterday was a bizarre day in the National Football League. And then the, I would say a minor upset, the Titans beating the Rams. I mean, Vrabel's just a good coach. And they lose their all, all Hall of Fame running back and Derrick Henry, and they go and beat the Rams. And uh, I guess the uh, quarterback for the um, uh, Rams, I, I watched him throw back-to-back picks which was, you know, going back to his roots there, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, the Rams have had a good year, but Matt Stafford might still be Matt Stafford, even on a much better team. It is true. We're not sure yet. But But you're right. The the Titans can play. They can coach. They're well-schooled. They just, they do everything right. They really Yeah, I mean, Adrian Peterson, they signed him off the street. Adrian Peterson, you know, 56 years old or so it seems. Yeah, comes in, you know, off the street this week, throws on a number eight jersey, which is kind of weird seeing him wear a number eight jersey. Dude scores a touchdown. Ten carries, twenty-one yards, but yeah, didn't didn't found the end zone. A touchdown. Yep, I saw a great tweet. Someone wrote, wrote it's the year twenty thirty-eight. The Rolling Stones are touring, and Adrian Peterson is playing running back for some. Team. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like the uh, you know the San Antonio Steamrollers or something. Yeah. Um, that was really the only – those were only the upsets of the day, I would say, right? I mean, everything else, I think for the most no, part, uh, the Chiefs, Packers, 13-7. I mean, no Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Rogers. I mean, let's give some love to the Giants. The Giants were home dogs to a, a yeah. Las Vegas Raiders team that's been through, and we don't need – we talked about it late last week on last week's podcast, that just the awful circumstances surrounding that team. So uh, – but, you know, it is what it is. They had to come east and play a game at 1 o'clock in, in New Jersey. And the Giants – I didn't see a lot of this game, but – Giants got some turnovers, uh, picked off David uh, Derek Carr, uh, or fumbled, got a fumble from Derek Carr late in the game. And, uh, you know, good good win for the Giants. They're 3-6 and six in the bad loss for the Raiders. And if we're going to talk about the Titans, I think we have to talk about the Cardinals going on the road against San Francisco. No, San Francisco stinks. Yeah, but no. Okay, but no Kyler Murray. I know. No DeAndre you're right. Hopkins. You're uh, right. They lost their running back. Um, and they go in there and they just whip the, the Niners. And you're right, they do stink. Because, you know, last year we heard about the Niners not being good because they had so many injuries. Well, okay, I know they don't have, like, Raheem Mostert this year. Yeah. who was tore up his knee, and George Kittle's missing a game. Does that mean your defense can't stop Colt McCoy? Yeah. I didn't even know he still played, for crying out loud. I tweeted this thing. Colt McCoy was this week's, wait a minute, that guy's still in the league guy. Because yeah. like, a few weeks ago it was Mike Glennon. Like, wait, Mike Glennon still plays? But yesterday it was Colt McCoy. I, I I thought the same thing. For some reason, I thought like Trevor Simeon was the backup. Then I had to remember. Oh no, Trevor Simeon played a few minutes ago for the, the Saints. So yeah. Uh, how about the Patriots beating the uh, Sam Darnold? Who's uh, I guess Jet fans. As a former Jet fan, I did not like the way he was handled. The Jets we mishandled him and Sanchez, but he throws three picks against the Patriots. Still seeing ghosts, I guess, when he plays against Bill uh, Belichick's defense. And the Patriots win 24-6, and they are now 5-4. and four. So good for the Patriots. Mac Jones, 12-18, just 139 yards. Didn't do much. But, hey, the Patriots look like they're finding their groove a little bit. And you know what? If Buffalo is going to stub their toe, watch out in the NFC East, right? Yeah, AFC East, but I know what you're saying. AFC, excuse me, yes. Yeah, first of all, yeah, but going back to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold now is at the point where he sees ghosts anytime he sees an NFL defense. He's awful. He's awful. Awful. And they're they're screwed with the quarterback situation there. They dump Teddy Bridgewater, who's probably a lot better than Darnold at this point. Teddy had a good game yesterday. Yeah, you mentioned the Patriots. So, 
got a little snapshot here from Adam Schefter a few minutes ago who like tweeted out what would be the wild card uh, weekend matchups if the playoffs ended today. And if the playoffs started – or started today. If the playoffs started today, your – not your – the New England Patriots would be at Baltimore to face the Ravens in a wild card round game. Wow. Yeah. What if Adam Schefter had to get that approved before he uh, emailed I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I saw in the league. Can I uh, t- can I tweet out the schedule? Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess yeah. The Bills are going to keep playing like this. Hey, well, listen. It was a bad week. The Cowboys stunk. The Bills stunk. I mean, the Forty Nine ers stunk. I mean, it Saints happens. almost lost. Saints almost lost at home to the, the, the Falcons. <clears throat> they did. Oh, lose. they did lose at home. Oh, they did lose. Hello. Which is why I'm saying that the Falcons would be in the playoffs if it started today. Oh. And I did. I did pick the Falcons in my uh, at work. By the way, that's they great. I had a. Hey, the other thing, listen, we can go through this card of games up and down, but I, I do want to talk about Aaron Rodgers because yeah, we have to. I, I think we should listen. No matter how you stand on the vaccination thing, the idea about Aaron Rodgers being a victim here, which you know, I think some people in the NFL are all of a sudden making excuses for this guy. I, I mean, how many lies is this guy allowed to tell? I mean, he's he every time he talks, he lies now. Every time. I was in fear. It was in fury. I don't know if you listened to him on Sirius XM on, was it Friday when he talked? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in, he, he just, he says one thing and then I, I, I'm just so frustrated by this guy who really is an idiot. Let's just call it the way he is. He's an idiot. Well, I, what really bothers me is the, yeah, the, he's the victim. You know, it's always Aaron. This is a pattern with this guy. Yeah. You know, Ted Thompson, the late GM, he, uh, for the Packers, he was, he, it was his fault. It was Mike McCarthy's fault. Then it was the current general manager's fault. You know, it's always, and that's just the football related stuff. Yeah. But to go on national radio, and that's what it was because everyone picked it up and then the, the whole interview has been picked apart to death and paint yourself. I as wouldn't call victim. it an interview, by the way. It was not an interview. It was not an interview. And I don't want to get into like, speech. I'm sure that those guys did, those guys, there was no pushback. I don't know how those guys. Well, they're two former uh, teammates that are doing the interview. So, I mean, you're well, not that's gonna... great. But that's, you're right. That's not an interview. That was a platform for, Bullspit. Um, And he gets on there and he paints himself as the victim. I mean, you got to have some pair of stones on you. You know, you lied about being vaccinated. You try to get cute because you think you're so smart. You're such a critical thinker. So you you lied about that. He went to Cal. I mean, he's a genius. Come on. Oh, yeah. This really, yeah. I'm great. Yeah. He went to Cal because he's got a one in a million arm. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. You paint yourself as the victim. Like, I'm in the middle of a, I'm in the bullseye, the crosshairs of the cancel culture, which I hate that term anyway. Such a garbage uh, term. And then, you know, he says he was following all the protocols for unvaccinated players. Not true. Except the one that, except the one where we're supposed to be masked because he thought that was, he didn't, he didn't like it. He didn't see the, the point of that. Well, you don't get, dude, you don't get to follow the rules that you don't only follow the rules that you like. Okay. Most of us learn that in kindergarten and your players association, which you're a union member of voted for these and approved up, signed off on these. And so now, you know, this guy, he's one of these guys, you know, someone talked about him being Kyrie Irving is like these guys that never get there that uh, just have never been told no their entire lives. And I think that was even a, you know, I, I don't think Kyrie Irving is in the same categories this guy you know Kyrie Irving no matter what you think of what he's doing right now with his anti-vax stance in New York City he's living with the consequences of his decision he's not playing basketball not getting paid he's not getting paid Aaron Rodgers says the hell with this I'm going to do what I want the hell with my teammates the hell with the safety of the people around me I get to do what I want and if you tell me I'm wrong 
then it's your fault and I'm the victim. I mean, it was sickening. I mean, the guy's a jackass. And the other thing that really bothered me is, was he said, again, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines is, you know, I want to talk about this. I want to educate people. I want to do this, you know, and I, why can't we have a discussion, you know, with these mandates and blah, blah, blah. You had the opportunity to have this, have this discussion since August and you waited till you got caught. He didn't want to talk about this. He wanted to, oh, I want to educate. I want to free ideas and la, 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 la. No, you had the opportunity for three months and you didn't say a word. No. You wanted to have it both ways. And then, you know, quoting MLK, I mean, come on. I mean, I I mean, listen, in a perfect world, the NFL would suspend him. But the problem is the NFL knew he wasn't vaccinated and did nothing about it for three months either. It was a nod and a wink, hoping that he wouldn't get a positive test. And now he does. And it blows up in their face. Every week, the NFL looks stupid about something. Just selective enforcement, you know. Yeah. You and I, you know, we, we, we can't stand Tom Brady, but Tom Brady gets four games at the beginning of the year, but four games for maybe, like, slightly deflating footballs. I mean, this, this is dangerous. He put, that's the other thing. If you're, whether you're a teammate or someone in the media that has to cover this guy in the locker room at the podium, I guess they don't go in the locker rooms right now, the media. You act differently. You, we all do. You act differently around people that you assume or you've been told are vaccinated versus people that haven't been vaccinated. So you're putting other people in danger. It is danger because you're just that much of a selfish jack off. And listen, I sat at Gamble Pavilion yesterday on the floor shooting a UConn women's basketball game, wearing a mask for two hours. The whole I was in the building. I got to the building around 1130 in the morning. So I had a mask on from 1130 until four o'clock. Did I like it? No, but those are the rules. And if I didn't like it, then I could stay home and not cover the game. But right. as part of my job, went and covered the game, went into a post-game area that was in this big room where we all had to wear masks. And listen, those are the rules. If you don't like it, don't play. Hey, Aaron, give up the $35 million and stay home. You bitched all – you sat out all offseason. You couldn't participate in the offseason program because you were mad about your team because – oh. Who even knows? So yeah, I mean, put your money where your mouth is. Put your money. Guys, never another guy has never been told no in his life, and it's just ridiculous. And nothing's going to happen to him. Nothing at all. All right, we got to take a time out here, and then we got some other stuff to get to. Uh, Yes, it is November. You're making fun of me for my very lame beard. It's been about seven days now, so I'm working on it. I'm itching like an animal right now, Mm -hmm. as you know. You as someone who has a beard, don't know how Mm -hmm. you do this, but we'll get to that. You got some birthdays to talk about as well. We'll talk about your Mets once a week, like we like to do, because I know you like to talk about that. Qualifying like like offers for Conforto and Syndergaard. So there uh-huh. you go. Take it. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about all that stuff, but first, like we do every darn week, we're going to talk about all as well because all as well believes in the power of a good night's sleep. I hope everyone got that extra night's sleep from uh, daylight saving ended, uh, ending this past weekend. That was delightful. Hey, designed to make good sleep accessible to all. That's the Allswell mattress. The Allswell mattress features hybrid mattress technology. That means the best of both worlds. You got your memory foam and you got your individually wrapped coils, all for a winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing quality or luxury. And the result is the Allswell Queen mattress. It starts as low as 345 bucks. Woo! And that's on top of things like a hundred day free, hundred night free trial. And financing as low as 0%. Other good news, starting this Tuesday, November 9th, going through Tuesday, November 23rd, check out Oswald's site-wide Thanksgiving promotion. Save 20% off site-wide using the promo code THANKFUL. THANKFUL. That's all capital letters, THANKFUL. 
Use that promo code between Tuesday, November 9th and Tuesday, November 23rd and save 20% off site-wide when you visit allswellhome.com. Remember one more time with that promo code, thankful. Be thankful for a good night's sleep and save well and sleep well with Allswell. The Mets hire a general manager yet? I don't know. I haven't checked it. I haven't checked in the last five minutes. And what are you talking about? Luis Rojas is down in the Yankees, by the way. Send me these he interviewed him. He interviewed for a base coach position. I assume if a base coach. So I, did I. Well, did you get it or did Louis get it? I'm, I, we're we're going to wait and see. Supposedly, I thought he was hot to trot for the Padres. So I don't know where you're getting your information from. But uh, one if of the, you think uh, that's trolling me to have Luis Rojas coach first base, try again. I'm not trolling you. What do you oh, well, try again. I'm try John, again. Hay- John Heyman tweeted this out last night. Try again. So you don't, okay, I just, you know. No, you I'm know. saying if you think that that's going to bother me, that Luis Rojas is coaching shouldn't first bother you. He's a good, holding a shin guard. I mean, that's, your motive was to try to show me. shouldn't bother you. I think Louis, he he wasn't ready for the for a big league managerial job, but he's a good baseball man. Yankees be good to have him in the organization. He'd help, he'd help any organization. So what do you think of Chili Davis's like uh, quotes this week? Oh, uh, why don't you sort of set that one up and then I'll give my reaction. All right, so Chili Davis was fired as the Mets uh, hitting coach about what? 25 games into the season. That's yeah, early, yeah, late April, early May. He pushed back a little bit against analytics. And then he, uh, his contract actually expired October 31st. So he was able to talk. And Mike Puma, who gets all the good juicy Mets stories, had an interview with him where he basically was quoted as saying how you know, the Mets wanted him to, to uh, it was about the process. It's not about results. He said, well, if results aren't coming, then the process is working. He also mentioned that Luis Rojas basically didn't have any say in the lineup or in the games were all predetermined. His moves were talked ahead of time. So I guess a lot of things that we all assumed were happening are actually happening, but to have someone actually say it, you know, is this a disgruntled employee? Possibly, but are some of the things he's saying true? Yes. And how do you feel about that as a Mets fan? Go ahead, Brian. Well, I, I think there there is some validity in your point that if it's, you know, so he, he was fired, so the disgruntled employee angle can't be discounted. Having said that, a couple things. Does everything he said, does everything he mentioned in that interview sound feasible? Yes, absolutely. There's nothing there that raised my eyebrow, including the manager not having much say in the lineup card. Uh, but I think that's a, a baseball-wide problem, and that's a bigger discussion because I think that's one of many problems that baseball has right now with uh, uh, thinking too much, think overthinking the game on so many levels. Um, but the second, uh, the second part, I think where there has to be some validity is I don't know what it, it's not about the results. I don't know what, it, when the process isn't about the results. I don't know where in life the process isn't about the results. Even maybe it doesn't happen overnight, but the pro you, you want a process to produce process that produces. And the, I hate this expression, but the proof is in the pudding. Um, yeah. How do the Mets, how do the Mets hit last year or last season, this past season, how many of their big quote unquote, big players, performed not beyond expectations performed to just their their baseline expectations yeah okay they couldn't hit the reason they sat home in october isn't necessarily because they didn't do anything at the trade deadline or the starting pitchers got hurt or you know the manager made some questionable moves all those things are true but sometimes the game is simple the biggest reason why the Mets failed this past season, they didn't hit Eric. So, yeah, I think this might be something to what Chili Davis is saying. 
The other part of that story that um, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like he insinuated that the clubhouse wasn't as hunky dory and as family. We all love each other as we thought he, he talked about the 2019 team. You know, he wasn't there for 2020 because of COVID he, he opted out, you know, he, he helped from home basically, but was that a shot at Lindor? Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's, you can, I don't, you know, anytime you have a, a Again, he was only there a, for a couple months. So I yeah, think that's and anytime you have a dynamic when you have a bunch of people, whether it's, you know, in a clubhouse or in a workplace where you have a bunch of people that have to work together that, and you, you might have some big personalities or some big egos, you never know what happens. So I always feel weird, like trying to read what's going on in a clubhouse. I have no idea. Now you spent some time with the Mets. Uh, you spent like a whole day with the Mets during these one day this season. Yeah. A couple of days. A bunch of people yeah. and a couple days and I, Lindor, you got like, Everyone's, you know, people yes. seem to love Lindor from what you saw and what you heard. Yeah, I will re- reiterate what I said. Well, first of all, the, I mean, the, they did come out and squash the whole rat and the raccoon and the dugout thing. Yeah. Come out that Lindor, you know. Uh, but everything I was told was that this was from people who I trust that have been around the Mets, that everyone loved Lindor, that, that he got along with most of the players. But it was more the behind the scenes, you know, the clubbies, the security guys, the guy who parked the right. cars, they all adored him because they said he was very down to earth and treated everyone with respect. It was just a, a good guy. Like one security guy said to me, like, he's legit. Like, he's a good guy. Like, we really like him. And those are the people you ask because they're the ones behind the scenes who've got to deal with them where Lindor doesn't have to be on, where Syndergaard doesn't have to be on. They can be themselves and kind of let their guard down. And those are the people you always talk to for stories about what's this guy really like? And everyone said good things about Lindor. It was the opposite for Syndergaard, but for Lindor, the people I talked to said he was great. So who knows? Yeah. But I, and I get, I get that. I think that's a great indication of, you know, if, people, if someone treats other people well, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. But again, we, that doesn't, that, again, that doesn't really tell us how he was in the clubhouse behind closed doors with teammates, especially again, teammates with, with the, you know, these guys have big egos, most of them. You know, what happened when Javi Baez showed up? His buddy. I don't know. But the team was wrong. And they're not getting right because they still got our general manager, which is just insane. Yeah, winter meetings are going to start soon. And, I mean, listen, Major League Baseball is heading down to a path of a lockout in, what, two, three weeks, December 1st? Is that what they're talking about? So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see who gets signed, what movement there is. I mean, if you're a guy like – like Javi Baez, who the Mets are looking at. I mean, mm. you take the first big offer because you're afraid things are going to change economically with salary caps and et cetera. Who knows? So it'll be interesting to see the next couple of weeks. I'm fascinated by the uh, coming details. Ah, fascinating. We'll, we'll, we, we shall see. We shall see. To be continued. Um, you watching any NBA or NHL? I want to ask you that. Uh, I didn't see much of anything this week in terms of NBA or NHL. I know the uh, I. The Rangers the other night, I did not see them get their butts kicked six to nothing. And I haven't seen much NBA. I know the Knicks lost last night. Kemba Walker's hurt again. So, no, it's been, but I say this to you every year. It's a little early for me to embrace the winter sports, especially when you have a wacky NFL football season uh, or football Celtics, day. And the Celtics may be interested in Ben Simmons. Did you hear this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing that they're interested in Ben Simmons. I'm interested that a couple of the NBA writers said that the Sixers are looking for a Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown swap. Of course, the Sixers want a uh, Jalen Brown swap. Sure. And I want to drive, you know, I'd want to drive a Ferrari, you know, but pay 400 bucks for it. So 
I don't know. I don't know. See, it's, that's a weird thing. The Ben Simmons thing. He still isn't playing. He's disgruntled. I mean, he's disgruntled. His gruntlement is he's not in good order. He's yeah. got no gruntle. Yeah. So I don't know. That seems like a. I don't know why the why the Celtics would do that trade. Even if there's a little weirdness right now, the Celtics underperforming. They they look they they stink. Quite frankly. Yeah. And, maybe and like Julie you said, would... I have I have not watched much of it at all. I mean, uh, yeah. the other the other thing I just wanted to touch upon real quick, and I'm circling back to football here, was it was on your list, and I neglected to mention was Odell Beckham Jr. is supposed to get released this afternoon, and then the the merry-go-round starts with him. Where is he going to land? And a, would you want him on your team? I mean, Cowboys uh, don't need him. He said he wants no. to go on a good team. They don't need him. No. Would the Green Bay Packers sign him? You want to pair him and Aaron Rodgers up? I mean, you want to give him another weapon? The Rams, who have a habit of signing guys like this? I mean, well, the Rams just let Deshaun Jackson go, which segues into where my yes. immediate thought he would go, Beckham would go, is if he cleared waivers, I would think just because of what's happened uh, with the Raiders, they need it's a position of need on, uh, right now. They need a wide receiver. But I just mentioned Deshaun Jackson, and apparently he's signing with Oakland. So take OBJ off the list for Oakland. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers, and I kind of feel like, yeah, have OBJ go to the those two guys to serve each other. Uh, it'd be kind of funny. Other than that, I don't know. You know what? Maybe someplace like Tennessee. You know what we're sleeping on, don't you, dude? What's that? Disgruntled wide receiver, very talented, but has sort of a has had some, some issues in the past with people. You know where we're going with, right? No, where are you going? Who could use a who who could use a receiver? Who could use a little wide receiver help? Patriots. I don't think Belichick would want to put up with that act. Corey Dillon, Randy Moss. Yeah, no, I know, but those guys those guys produce on the field. Odell's not producing on the field, Brian. Signed Antonio Brown, and I know that was at Brady's behest, and I don't get to say behest enough. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be shocked. You want him yelling at a rookie quarterback that you're trying to groom and lead this franchise and complain about not getting the football? Okay, well, yeah. let me tell you this. Since he's, his salary is going to be – you don't have to carry a salary if he passes through waivers. A couple million bucks, yeah. What's the, what's the problem with taking – I'm not advocating for the Patriots to do this, but, but if you're Belichick, you say, what the hell, you, you pick him up, and if it doesn't work out, you cut him without a big impact on your salary cap. Yeah. What about the Chargers? Someone like that go play with Justin Herbert, who throws the ball a million miles all over the field. I don't know what their receivers receiver core looks like, but Keenan yeah. Allen and Mike. You know, I mean, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams are both pretty good. Mike Williams has been really good this year. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that, I mean, just because LA. I'm just hurts. thinking about LA. Like Odell wants to be in LA. You know what I mean? The You're right. He star. wants to be in the West Coast. I bet he. I bet the Raiders were sort of when he was circling, but I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to sign. And then now in Vegas, so that uh, who knows? We'll see. It'll be interesting to keep our eye on that. Yeah, so we will talk about it next week if somebody claims Odell. Won't that be exciting? Yes, it sounds like a tease. All right, we got one more time out to take. Then you have a birthday list, and this is your lunch break for work. So we're gonna we're up against it here. So please, Brian, take it away. And when we come back, we'll look at this extremely uh, uh, impressive, or in person, impressive, impressive birthday list. All right. Um, Oh, Eric, it's already November. Can you believe it? I can't. Uh, are you already thinking about shopping for Thanksgiving? If you are, Instacart is here to help. They can help you shop from home for Thanksgiving. Help you stock up on all those Thanksgiving staples, plus all the essential ingredients you still need for those ideal comfort meals. That's because you shop for all the stuff without leaving your home. Just sign up for instacart.com, click on sign up, and you can start saving. I mean, it's great. You can use your, your familiar stores, the stores in your area that you've been going to for years. You know what they have. You know the products that you have. Instacart finds you the freshest produce uh, and they'll find you the best deals. Learn your shopping preferences and start looking for deals that apply to how you like to shop. 
Here's another good way to save with Instacart. Go to the EDBC podcast website. That's edbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Click on the link from any one of our episodes. You'll see a link for instacart.com. Click on that link and you will get and sign up through that link and you will get free delivery on your first order of $10 or more. Free delivery on your first order of 10 bucks or more. So that's a great deal. We talk about how food prices are going up. Save everywhere you can. So, you know, go on the link from our website, sign up instacart.com. Save on your first order of $10 or more. That's free delivery on that first order. Remember, shop well and save from home with Instacart. All right, you got four people on the birthday list, but there is a movie birthday we want to mention briefly. Hoosiers turns 35 today. 35. My kids haven't watched that yet. It's on the list of things to watch. Let me ask you this. Watching uh, CBS Sunday Morning had a profile piece on Wayne Gretzky, the great guy. And they were talking to his wife, and they flashed a scene from The Flamingo Kid. Oh, wow. Great movie. Yeah, Great I haven't movie. seen that movie in years, but yes. And I'm try- I said to my turn to my wife, and you can appreciate this because I'm sure you'll have the same type of answer if you don't already. And I said, our kids watch. I love that movie. Are kids old enough to watch that movie? They just watch The Outsiders. They've seen Ferris Bueller. I don't recall anything in that movie besides the uh, gambling and drinking. Uh, but really. but they're, they're going to be exposed to that anyway, especially in your house. Um, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. I- I was very excited. Your kids I was are really fine with the gambling. That. Your kids are fine with all the gambling they see from their grandmothers. I mean, what's the yeah, not a big grandmothers. Deal. Excuse me, grandmothers. <laughs> Thank you. Equal opportunity. Uh, yeah, have to check into that Flamingo Kid. That was a great movie. Wow. Okay. I don't want this to do with. I don't know what that has to do with Hoosiers, but yeah, Hoosiers. I think I don't know if my kids are into would be into Hoosiers, but I can't believe it's thirty five years old. Well, I was saying because they haven't seen Hoosiers, so we were thinking of movies they could watch at this age. You know, yeah. 35 years ago, I'm 13 years old. I got a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old, so they can watch Hoosiers, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. I saw – I mean, I'm 14, 35 years ago, so I – and I saw Hoosiers in the movies, in the movie theaters, like we used to do back in the day. Great movie. Wonderful movie. One of the best sports movies of all time. Uh, Coach Dale's uh, late-game coaching in the championship finale game was atrocious, but it worked out. <laughs> And then getting thrown out in a big game and having the town bum having to take over. I mean, just asinine. asinine. <laughs> I'm getting intentionally thrown out to have the town drunk take over on the take over the game here. Oh, unbelievable. Jeez, but yeah, Hoosiers man. is 35 years old. Who else? Gene Hackman, obviously the star of that movie. And he, you know, he was what is he? We did his birthday recently. What was he? 90? He's uh, he's 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 at least 90. He hit 90 uh, the last time he celebrated a birthday. He's 90. He's retired from acting. Terrific. And. Uh, he's terrific, and there's no bigger Gene Hackman, maybe Mrs. Hackman, but I know there are fewer bigger Gene Hackman fans than I am. Um, yeah, Gene Hackman, Barbara Hershey, and uh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper, Hopper who was phenomenal. I think Hopper got nominated but didn't win for Best Supporting Actor for that movie. Oh, he was playing and himself, then, basically. He was <laughs> in the mid-'80s. And then all the players were guys that were never acted, that never acted before and never really acted since. I think yeah. uh, Jimmy Chitwood is like a golf pro at a like golf club in Florida or something. So, get him on doesn't the matter. Still a great on. movie. Get him What's on the that? podcast, Brian. Let's go. I'll get. You, I'll find. I'll find Jimmy Chitwood. I gotta find his. I gotta find his real name first, and we'll go from there. All right. Beautiful. All right. That's our segue into uh, birthdays. Thirty-five years old is Hoosiers. Uh, you have a list of some birthday folks that I think are a little older than thirty-five. Yeah, most of these guys have seen thirty-five many many years ago. Yes. Hey, you know, we just watched Sunday Night Football last night. Good game. Um, so that segues into our first birthday boy. Al Michaels is celebrating a birthday today. 
You know, he was on a podcast that I have to listen to. I have not seen it recently. Uh, a, a, a media podcast just talking about his future. Is Al 80? Al is not 80. Al is 77. All right. So he's close. All right. Yeah, man, what, and, a, what a career. Yeah. And reading about Al this morning when I saw his birthday today, there was a little uh, nugget in there that I thought was interesting. And I read this. Drew McGarry, or McGarry, McGarry, Drew McGarry did an article, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, with Esquire, in Esquire a, while, a while back, where he like spent a few days with Al out in Malibu, like for an Al Michaels profile. And it was hilarious because Al like always goes to the fancy restaurants and eats yeah. well and dines well and loves to play, you know, the fancy Malibu golf courses. Al has never eaten it by his words, does not eat vegetables and hasn't eaten vegetables since he was like five years old. Really? No vegetables. No I'm not salad. a big vegetable guy either, by the way. No lettuce, tomato on the burger, no BLT, nothing. No vegetables. Hmm. And the quote I saw this morning from this blurb, happy birthday, Al Michaels. He's, Al Michaels said, I get by on steak, lamb chops, chicken, and fish. That's good enough for me. God bless him. Yeah. Dude's made to 77. He looks good. His hair Now, his hair color is only three weeks old, but he's doing great for 77. I think he's got that hair can, the, the hair in a can spray going as well occasionally, but that's fine. But, He's awesome. He, yeah, he lived in he was in Malibu. He was, wasn't he OJ Simpson's neighbor when all that stuff? Was oh, they were buddies. You know, he he golfing buddies and yeah, uh, yeah Spongo if, or wherever they went to out there. So yeah, but that was if you if, if you want to read a great article about Al, just Google Drew McGarry Esquire Al Michaels. It's, it's just hilarious. Great book Al's, too. A, Al's a character. On that, yeah, I read Al's book. It was great. Great book. All right, so uh, go on. Who you got next on this list? Uh, Hot Lips Houlihan uh, from the TV show Mash. Yeah, we're gonna switch. We've lost a lot of uh, we've lost a lot of the members of the Mash cast over the last several years, but Loretta Switch still with us. God bless. Oh man, you know, not not a uh, just a great comedy that carried CBS for a long time. That was All in the Family. I just watched, I just read Rock Me on the Waterfront, a book about that. That uh, a lot of it had to do with television and pop culture back then. Right. And, Loretta Switch. I mean, she was there for the entire from soup to nuts, man. The she whole was, one. I think uh, her and Alan Alda and Radar, right? Pretty much. Believe no, not Radar. I believe no. She and Alan Alda are the only ones that every from every, from the first episode to the long to the you know the the big finale. That's right. Because Radar did leave. Radar left. Well, he was he was like fifty eight years old playing a twenty two year old. Yeah, he was playing a nineteen year old. He's fifty seven in real life. And Jamie Far and Jamie Far Klinger almost made it, but he didn't show up to like the first midway through the first season. Uh, Loretta Swit is, uh, 74. Woo. Oh, man. She'd love, she'd love, she'd love to hear you say that. Oh, you no, short really? Changed, you shortchanged her by 10 years. No kidding. Wow. 84. Loretta Swit is 84. <laughs> That's nice to say. Oh. Loretta Swit is 84. I'm just saying that, Loretta, because it makes me feel older than I am. So uh, well, that's, right. what, that's the purpose of this list. I'm not putting Beyonce on this list. The brow beat me. Go ahead. What's next? Uh, another actress, uh, been around for a long time and really good too. Uh, Sally Field. Yeah, I mean, she's got to be around the same age, I would think. Maybe a little older. 76? Well, first of all, 70. Oh, very close. Uh, 75. All right. Loved her and Smokey and the Bandit. Obviously, we've talked about this before. We've done podcasts about it. You know, Oh, she, we sure have. America's Sweetheart, Sally Field, who just yeah, tremendous actress. Tremendous. And now she's seven. Does that make you feel a little Sally Field from uh, Gidget? Smokey and the Bandit, Gidget, was, is uh, 75. All Woo-hoo. right. And now we're going to the Wayback Time Machine here for one of our favorite TV shows from the 70s, right? Oh, yes. Uh, Am I going out of order? I apologize. No, you're, you are. You are. Uh, Christopher McKnight. 
Is it McKnight or Knight? M- Mc- oh, I'm reading it wrong. I typed wrong. Christopher Knight. That is, uh, uh, what is he, uh, Bo- Peter Brady? He was Peter Brady. He was the middle son. Now, the middle son usually goes off the rails, right? I don't know. You Are you, you're I'm the, the oldest. I'm the you. oldest of three, yeah. And, well, both my brothers have gone off the rails, so my mother will appreciate <laughs> that comment. <laughs> great uh, my, mom, my but, mom always says tells people and she'll 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 be listening to this and she'll bring it up to me she always refers to me as the good one which goes uh, right that's up good. my brothers you know what so oh, geez, uh, if you're the good if you're the good one i know she didn't ask for much she your mother's put up with a lot he's like 65 Ooh, very close again just off a digit you're within the uh room of air, whatever you call that room of air uh, he, call plus or minus yeah. margin of error 64 peter brady all right, and now, uh, oh, this, 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 you had to bring this up again. What? This last one. What? I Brian guess. Adams. Brian Adams. Is there, well, I know you love Canadian rockers. Is there an issue? Did you not love Canadian rockers? So I'm embarrassed to say that my first concert was Brian oh. Adams at the Hartford Civic Center in 1987. I remember this. I don't like telling people that story. Oh, this is awesome. This is why I brought him up. Yeah, you triggered my memory, so why I include this. My wife's first concert was Brian Adams up at, like, the Syracuse Fairgrounds, Syracuse, New York, whatever the hell they call it up there. But unlike, but unlike you, she loves to tell people that fact. Oh, I hate it. hate it with she a passion. She loves it. It's just not cool telling people you want it's to see Brian Adams. It's not cool at all. Straighten her not. out, will you? Straighten uh, her out. He is one of those guys, though, I compare him to a, a buddy of mine went to see Hall & Oates and loved it. Because he's mm-hmm. got a million hits, but you have to admit that you like those hits. I like which all I, those. You know, but they have a lot of hits. Like so does Brian Adams. When I mean, you think about it, it's yeah, like well, the man eater stuff kind of sucked. Yeah, no, Brian Adams was, you know, uh, very radio friendly back in the eighties. Oh God, Canadian, big, big. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was playing Brian Adams in the CBS Sunday Morning piece that we watched the other day. So, See, that's that's okay. Well, well, that is just great. That's good to know. Brian Adams. Well, you know, that means I got to play Brian Adams music to start this podcast today. You can do what you want. You, you're you in charge of the music. I, you know, we have our you defined have roles. You made some submissions, though. So. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right, you got to go back to work. It's a Monday. You haven't guessed his age yet. I can't wrap this damn podcast up if you guess Brian Adams' age. 65. He's, 60, he's 62. We're, gonna, we're, gonna get, we're still doing this thing next, next year. If it's, you know, if we've been kicked off of our platform, we will not. We're going to do, we're, we're do them again next year. No, so you can tell that story. I'm vetoing. I will edit it out. All right. All right. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Go back to work. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. And we won't be talking about Brian Adams. How about that? Oh, uh, we. You never know. Not a lot can happen in a week, but we'll we'll see. All right. I'm Eric. He's Brian. Until the next time. Say goodbye, bro. See ya.